Hello, everyone, and this is normally the time of the show where I would say, welcome, my fellow ghouls, to the night shift, and then a bunch of other words, but I'm sad because Halloween has come and gone. The Great Pumpkin has descended back into the depths of darkness from where it came, and Papa is alone in a cemetery with flowers, sighing to himself sadly with one whisper saying, Till next year. Abby, comfort me in this time of sorrow. <laughs> oh, Kyle, it's going to be okay. You're really good at putting me on the spot. And I'm crumbling under the pressure. <laughs> Love that you became an old woman. <laughs> oh, Kyle. <laughs> I remember the years before I was a witch. <laughs> yeah, so, what Halloween so, is done to me. Yeah, <laughs> since since we uh, last saw you, listeners, uh, Abby became an old witch, and I became a emo uh, graveyard boy. Which I guess technically I've always been in a certain way. But um, welcome back to the night shift again. We uh, went hard for. Halloween and by went hard I mean we published an episode every week uh, which is pretty hard uh, for (laughs) ominous media it's it's a lot of work producing and making these podcasts while also trying to to live your life and, and all that stuff so anyway thanks for hanging out with us during Halloween thanks for all the fun stuff if you haven't yet, go listen to the, all those episodes. It was super fun talking about the birds with my mom. It was fun talking about um, I Know What You Did Last Summer with Abby. It was fun listening to the original, or sorry, watching the original Halloween with Leah and Kenzie, and then all of it culminating in a very fun crossover with the Crit Nasty crew where Abby and I played a horror-themed Dungeons & Dragons campaign um did we live did we survive well if you don't know the answer you better get your little ass to that episode and find out also special welcome to be abby's cat who is now gracing <laughs> us with her presence uh shout out to be abby shout out to what B. has uh what how did b celebrate um halloween did, does she participate does she dress up does she trick-or-treat she how's she doing right now you know she's not much of a trick-or-treater but we did dress up um beatrice here had a bee costume so she Aww. was like a little bumblebee it was really cute um the funniest part about the costume is that when she's wearing it she believes that she can't walk so she like scoots around <laughs> on her tummy a little bit, um, and then she wiggles out of the costume. And that's uh, that was the activity that we did together for Halloween. That was the activity. <laughs> the activity was paralyzing my cat momentarily. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very cute. Did you send me or post pictures of her and her bee costume? Because I don't feel like I saw any, and I definitely want that now. Yeah, I'll send one to you. Um, I haven't been super active on the social, but well, oh, she's ready to get down. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, that's enough spotlight for today. <laughs> cool. Well, I would, I would love, uh, I would love to see a photo of her in her bee costume. Oh that's yeah. Adorable. Um, Abby, how are you doing? Uh, post Halloween, are you glad it's done? Or are you sad? Or are you uh, once again disturbed at being put on the spot? 
you know, I'm getting used to that part. And um, <laughs> I am sad that Halloween is over. It was such a blast. But I I believe you said this last time of um, Halloween wouldn't be special if it lasted all year round. So I understand that it's time to move on. Um, since Halloween, I have had the flu and recovered, and that's pretty much been it. So, mm. you know, life post-Halloween is okay. <laughs> the true hair, uh, the true hair, the <laughs> true, I'm sorry, the true horror is having a brain aneurysm when you try to say the true horror about something else. The true horror is uh, tiny cells uh, going inside your holes and making you leak, which mm-hmm. is kind of what the flu basically is. Should I say the word leak in tiny holes again? Mm, one more time. Leak, tiny holes. Um, you're welcome, everyone. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I am glad that you're feeling better, Abby. Thanks for hopping on to the night shift, because, uh, again, I wouldn't necessarily want to do that right after being sick, but here you are. And, you know, now that I think about it more and talk about it out loud, I'm like, is Abby a zombie? Is she, how is she doing this? But we'll, we'll cross that bridge later. Abby, tonight we're doing a bag of horror. What films are we covering? Ooh, good question. So tonight we are covering Barbarian, Halloween Ends, Pearl, and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Hell yeah. And all these films are from 2022. We, again, for Halloween, did a lot of classics. Um, And so I wanted to make sure that we got got back into some of the uh, recent horror. Because everyone's been talking about how 2022 is like a great year for horror. And so we got to do our part and talk about the films that are coming out. So... Uh, without any further ado, I don't have a bit. I'm I'm just ready for us to talk about these films again. I'm I sometimes I I, I for the most time. Ugh, I, <laughs> oh my god, I'm I'm crumbling. The true horror is brain aneurysms. Goodness gracious, Carly, take us t- take us to the intro. <laughs> it's alive. God damn, and we're back, folks. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it till the end, so let's just, you know, let's just move on while we can. <laughs> I heard a song lyric recently that was like, what was it? It was very angsty, but it applies to this moment, so I'm going to search it out. It's It should be right on my phone, because uh, it was one of those lyrics where I was like, oh, that's so angsty, but it's... Oh, here we go. If my engine works on empty, I guess I'll drive. That's where Kyle Stuke is right now. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about, um, oh, actually, before we talk about the films, uh, Abby, mm. this is the time of the, sh- this is the part of the show where we um, guess uh, favorite and least favorite. So would you like to guess my favorite of this, of these four films, or would you like to guess my least favorite? I want to guess your least favorite. Okay. Go ahead. Mm, it's truly a guess. I'm going to go with Halloween Ends. Okay. 
Yeah. And I'm going to guess your favorite, and I'm going to say um, I'm torn between uh, Barbarian and Pearl, but I'm going to say Barbarian. All right. All right. We'll see where where we land, audience. So let's let's start with off one of the films that you just said, um, which is Halloween Ends. Also, I think one of the reasons that I'm so discombobulated right now is something I'm realizing is that I'm and this is <laughs> this is going to be a very privileged sentence. I'm not used to my AirPod Pros. They really. <laughs> They take out the sound of everything around me to where I feel like I'm shouting and I feel like I have no sense of the outside world and I don't love it um, and it's hard to hear myself. And so when I can't hear myself, I can't hear when I'm like slurring words or not saying things correctly. So anyway, audience, you're allowed to a just think that I'm an idiot. You're allowed to like that's the conclusion that you come to, but just have a little bit of um, like a, like a, a point B, which is maybe Kyle is getting used to the AirPods. Let's talk about Halloween Ends. This film came out in 2022, directed by David Gordon Green, written by David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, uh, who they've done the other two of this new trilogy. And then this film had Chris Bernier and Paul Brad Logan on as well. And I didn't recognize anything that they had done. And something that was brought to my attention with these films was that every single one had David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, and then also someone else who then never was on the next one, which is kind of strange. Um, So to each their own. But anyway, this film also stars Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, Andy Matichak, Rohan Campbell, Will Patton, and James Jude Courtney. Before we get into what the film's about, very important question. Abby, did you watch the first Halloween in preparation for this this last one? I did. Yeah. I have now okay. seen all three of the Halloween movies. Um, yes, in case... You don't remember or haven't listened to the review that we did a year ago over Halloween Kills. I did not realize that it was the second of a trilogy. I thought it was a standalone movie and I hated it because I didn't think it made any sense. Um, but turns out I was just hadn't seen the first movie. So now I've seen them all. <laughs> now you've seen them all. Uh, what did you think of the first Halloween uh, movie and specifically in relation to Halloween Kills? Um, so I watched it pretty recently in preparation for watching Halloween Ends. And at the time, I didn't really remember a lot about Halloween Kills. But honestly, watching Halloween, the first one, was very enlightening in a way that I did not expect. It was like, oh, I remember that character, and I remember how they died, and now I get it. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, and having the context, I mean, definitely improved the way that I viewed Halloween Kills, and I think it also improved my experience with watching Halloween Ends. I'm sure it did, actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, so obviously 
because this is a famous franchise, we kind of know what it's about. But give us the give us the synopsis for Halloween Ends. What's the main plot without spoilers? Which again, I guess you could just say once again, Lori fights Michael. But I don't know. Maybe there's more to it. <laughs> well, that's that's a pretty good um, synopsis right there. Lori fights Michael, but there's more to it. Um, we have a new player in the ring, Corey. Our friend Corey, um, Corey, cute babysitter boy, or maybe not so cute. We'll see. Very, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. very quickly in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, very nice. So let's talk again. We for for these audience um, on the bag of horror if you haven't heard us do one before we don't go quite as deep normally on the reviews where we just tackle one movie at a time we'll do positives negatives and then we'll do spoilers and then we'll be done for for these we just say all our thoughts and then we do quick spoilers if we want to get into anything and then we move on and so if you don't want to hear the spoilers it'll be very clear when we are going to spoil and just look at the show notes to see when we start talking about the next film carly lovingly uh writes down all the time stamps for me to then post in the show notes so we'll take care of you sugar bear don't you worry don't you have a care and you can pull back your hair and relax so anyway uh, let's just talk about our thoughts about this movie, Abby. Tell me everything you thought about Halloween Ends. Pros. It was a pretty nice looking movie. Acting was good. Um, it honestly had some pretty creepy mo- moments, which is always a good thing in a horror movie. Uh, the gore goes hard, as expected. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my like quick pros. Do you want to do your pros? Do you want me to go into my cons? What do you Give want? me cons too. I want everything. Cons. There are some relationships in this movie, both romantic and non-romantic, that felt really weird and forced. Um, everyone, this is not unique to this movie. I noticed this in the other two in the trilogy as well. But everyone is so aggressive all the time. <laughs> it's like the writers were like, okay, here's what's happening. What is the most aggressive way you could possibly react? And that's what all that happened the entire time. And it was not fun to watch. Um, Yeah, just a lot of weird dynamics between characters in the movie. And then also, it was like the writers were thinking, what is the thing that we can do to make the audience the most uncomfortable as they're like killing people and when that just relates to the gore goes hard it like goes hard to a point of like that's not what would happen that's just really gross um that's just kind of what the halloween trilogy does though that's its thing i think that's what i've taken away from this uh experience okay kyle what do you think I've taken away that it goes hard and that it's gross uh, and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Abby Smith. She's not wrong, folks. Um, y'all, I hate this movie. <laughs> Abby was right. This yeah. is my least favorite out of everything that we're talking about tonight. I Are there good things? Are there compliments I can give? Sure. <laughs> what are do I they want to do i want to give them no not really because this movie really just drove me up the wall 
Uh, this movie, like, and I admit, this movie had a lot going against it because it has the baggage of the other two films. And so I was trying hard to, like, treat it as its own thing. But it doesn't do anything to right the wrongs of the previous films. It, and it, honestly, it's my least favorite. Um, I I think that they the order they go in is the order of quality. Um, it's just and it's hard because there's things about the second one that are so dumb, but then there's there, there are some things I like and enjoy. I had a great time watching the second one, um, and then the, but I think the first one's the best like full experience but then i also just really hate the ending so much of that movie um and then yeah this film it just comes out of the gate and it's like hey let's get fucking stupid and i went no i paid for this i paid for peacock so i could watch this i regret spending money um so yeah to have compliments there's like some nice moments i guess like there's a moment with laurie and the police officer care i don't even know what the character's name is but they have a nice moment where they're like talking in a supermarket and i'm like oh i want these two to get together you know i want them to find happiness there's a there's a part where laurie burns a pie and she's just like oh fuck oh fuck fuck and i just was like not used to hearing um jamie lee curtis just like swear but like not in like a like a combat mode but just in like life mode and i was like this is weird but i like it i would just watch a baking show with jamie lee curtis <laughs> just just burning shit Cute. Um, i would watch yeah. that too and then there, you know, I, I admit it's been a while since I've seen this film. And so my memory's not super great, but there are some like moments of gore that were cool where it went hard, but I can't really remember any of them except for one. And so there wasn't any moments where I was like, oh, sweet, that's super cool. Oh, actually, there is one moment. Um, there's a moment where a character is like walking around scared typical you know is looking to see where danger is and then in the background you just see someone uh stabbing someone else silently uh and i was like "Ooh, that's some spooky shit and the movie was like oh you like that and i was like yes i do and it was like well too bad now we're gonna get dumb and i went oh movie you tease <laughs> um negatives abby is absolutely right and this is something that we will because i don't know if all these films warrant a spoiler discussion but this film certainly does because there is a relationship in this movie that i was like ready to be into i was like it set it up to where i was like oh sweet i can i'll like this this will be good and then the movie's just like let's make it stupid and rush it and force it and have it have the like normal timeline of a relationship take place in like three hours um it also made me mad because it was like i was like do i have to fucking accidentally kill a kid to get a girl to like me because that seems to be what this guy did that's all this guy had going for him <laughs> yeah i was like why are you so <laughs> horny for this guy he's not doing anything he's misunderstood uh, yeah yeah exactly so look out hide your kids y'all because <laughs> god <laughs> i'm so sorry for the dark humor um but um yeah and then this and this is something the last film did so if you haven't seen halloween um 
I guess I'll just save it for the um I'll save it for the spoilers. But there's a there's a revelation in Halloween Kills that comes at the end that kind of changes the whole thing. It changes how you feel about Michael. It changes how you it just it adds something to the lore. And so that was something I was very curious about this film where I was like, okay, y'all better do something cool with that because you've wasted our time for a really long time with this nonsense. And that's kind of what I mean is that this film had an opportunity to do something different and cool. And it definitely does something different. It does something very strange, but it didn't work for me. And it was just kind of weird. And I think the biggest negative for this film is just oh this is how we this is how we end the legacy of you know the halloween movies this is how we end the legacy of laurie's character this is what we chose to be the last hurrah this is what it is and it's like weird because again it's a trilogy you had three fucking movies and we didn't go anywhere like nothing like nothing really change and of course you could argue against that in like literal ways like this person's alive this person's not alive yes that's true lots of people fucking died in these in these movies but (laughs) it just feels like the same i watched the same movie three times and i just was like wow it's already just kind of annoying and offensive to me as a viewer considering that halloween already did this where there already was like five plus movies in this franchise and they all did the same thing over and over again and then we did it again but with a new trilogy and i'm just like y'all need to stop (laughs) please don't ever bring this to my table again i don't want to ever watch this i don't ever want to watch laurie fight michael ever again in my life Please stop. There's no way. There's no way they're done. Oh, no. I know they're not done. No, I know for 100% they're not done because people asked um, uh, Jason Blumhouse or Blum, Jason Blum of Blumhouse. They're like, is Halloween done? He's like, well, our trilogy is done. But like the producer who, I don't know if it's a producer or someone. I watched a documentary about the Halloween franchise. It's some guy who's like involved and like owns the rights or whatever, but he's like, he has a thing in the contract that you can never permanently kill off Michael because he wants more money. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, you can That's never be why done. He can't die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Halloween, Mike, Halloween will be back. Michael Miles will be back. It'll look differently, but yeah, I, I, I can't do it. Y'all. I go through <laughs> so much for you people. <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to get accusatory here. No, it's not your guys's fault. Um, anything else, Abby, before quick spoilers? No, let's spoil it. All right. So if you don't want to know what happens and Halloween ends, um look at the show notes skip ahead to the next movie but if you do want to know here we go so the interesting thing that this film tries to do sorry so let's go backwards the big revelation at the end of halloween kills is that michael myers is in some way supernatural he gets stabbed beaten a bajillion times he dies quote unquote but then he comes back he kills everyone and you as the audience go oh okay we're admitting that Michael cannot die. He's not fully just a man, which made a lot of sense considering how much damage he's taken over the years. Um, So that's the question that this film had to answer, which is, okay, how are we going to do that? But the film, strangely, 
decides to skip ahead in time because the last film ends with Michael killing Laurie's daughter. Um, and then it just skips ahead X amount of years. Laurie's like, I've moved on. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, um, freaking Michael Myers is like, why don't I become a teenage mutant Ninja turtle and just live in the sewers? And I was like, what the fuck? He's been living in a tunnel for four years. What? Yeah. And no, yeah. Just under that a bridge. Was, <laughs> and people know he's there. People he's, know that he's under Oh yeah. The that guy in that hole kills people all the time. It's like, okay. Um If you go near those tunnels, boy, you don't come back. Why do you live like, outside of the tunnel? Yeah. Yeah, when that guy fucking dies, I was like, Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you live next to the murder tunnel. <laughs> I know he's homeless, he doesn't have a lot of prospects, but still, like, I don't know. That's that's gotta be like worst case scenario right there. Yeah. So Michael, yeah, randomly after going on his murder spree and killing Lori's daughter, he's like, I'm just going to go live in a tunnel. And he's like, because of that, he <laughs> it's such a dumb sentence. Um, he becomes really weak. And so he's just kind of like deteriorating or something. And so anyway, in this film, I do like how the film, you know, kind of sidesteps what you think is going to happen because it starts with a flashback with a kid uh, going to babysit this other kid, the typical setup, you know, he's, he's home alone with the kid. The parents are out. They start to hear, uh, scary, uh, sounds and stuff. And then it turns out though, that the kid locks the babysitter in his room. And in, tr in trying to get out, the babysitter pushes too hard against the door to where it hits the kid and knocks the kid off the railing and he falls to his death which I thought was pretty awesome not to cheer on child murder, but just in terms of like, Oh, that's not how I thought this was going to go. And it sets up this other character as a really interesting character where everyone hates him. Uh, they think he's a creep. They call him a child murderer and it totally wasn't. I mean, yes, literally in terms of physics, it was his fault, but like anyone else would have done exactly what he did. It was totally an accident. The kid was being a little shithead, um, and so it's quite tragic. And so this is the romance that the film sets up is that this grown ass man gets beat up by a bunch of over the top teenagers who came in from the stranger things rejected pilot. Um, who, it was just, I was like, all right, yep. It's these characters. These, cool. it's like <laughs> these kids. They confront this man because they want him to buy them beer. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And as a viewer, I'm like, well, that makes sense. You have a history of killing children, so you don't need to do anything sketchy <laughs> like buying minors beers. And then these kids are like, you're not going to buy us beer. You're that guy who murdered that kid. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would you attack a murderer? Why would? It's beer. What's happening right now? Yeah. Yeah. And so then Lori sees this happening because she's getting gas. Because, you know, why not? And she comes up and she, she puts a stop to it. And in a moment I like, I'm just remembering this now, once the kids go inside, she turns to uh, the, the bullied man and she's like, so do you want me to do it or are you going to do it? And she pulls out a pocket knife basically being like, we're going to slash their tires, which I did think was fun. Because I do like Lori 
as an older woman, just like not giving a shit and kind of being mischievous and stuff. And so they slash the tires and drive off. And then he cut his hand during this process. And so she's like, my daughter's a nurse. I'll take uh, you to her and she'll take care of you. What's weird though, is that just like how gun ho Lori is about like setting her daughter up with this guy. And again, no offense to him, but it's like, yeah, be kind to him, love him, but also like, what about him makes screams? I need my daughter to be with him. I'm gonna try to facilitate this romance. <laughs> so weird. So um, weird. And then granddaughter goes for it. Oh, um, she latches this, on so fast. It's and like up to this point, I don't, I don't dislike this character, this guy. Like he's, he's fine. He seems nice. Kind of had pretty bad luck there in the beginning um and then he proceeds to offer nothing he just literally exists and then the girl is just like all over him and so excited that he's there and i don't know it's just uh it's just really strange it's really strange and then the film's like hey by the way she dated a cop who's like the douchiest person in the world and i was like what this dude looks like 20 years older than her and then also like why would she date this guy considering her it just didn't make any sense again like the film was it just kept being like hey by the way this thing i'm like that's crazy but okay and then hey by the by the way this other thing i'm like also crazy but okay where's michael by the way what are we doing oh he's in the tunnel don't worry about it um and so then yeah like abby said the relationship doesn't make any sense they go to a party and they're dancing and then like he goes to get a beer and then the mom whose son he killed she's there and she's drunk and she's like you killed my kid and then he runs outside and then the girl's like hey are you okay and he's like you left me and i was like no she didn't you went to go get beer and then you freaked out and ran outside like she was dancing she's on the dance floor that's what it's for my guy you were dancing with her too you were having a great time um but he's all extra about it and she's like it's okay it's okay i understand we're outsiders and i was like what am i watching anyway where the film truly gets crazy audience is that and i forget oh he gets so the bullies the very stephen king-esque bullies um they find him they're like you slashed our tires and then they push him off a bridge and when he falls off the bridge uh, which again, typical movie characters. They're like, "Oh my God, why? Why'd you do that, man? And like, what? What happened?" He's like, "Oh, I didn't think through pushing an adult off a bridge. I'm surprised that physics held their course, and he fell off the bridge." Um, so when he falls off the bridge, he's saved by a homeless man, and then the homeless man. I don't even fully remember exactly what happens, but the the homeless man gives the exposition about Michael hiding in the tunnel, and then the homeless man also goes crazy and somehow this guy ends up stabbing the homeless man in self-defense on accident and then michael takes him i think i'm misremembering i think think he gets pulled into the tunnel first yeah so he falls off the bridge and is not dead we can see that he's not dead and then he gets dragged into the tunnel with michael and michael possesses him so now uh babysitter boy is actually also michael and babysitter boy 
He leaves the tunnel the next day, and the homeless man gives his exposition and, like, kind of attacks him, but also not really, and then the the guy stabs him and kills him. Gotcha. I don't. I think okay. something like that. I feel like it was actually no, self right. defense, though. Yeah, you're right. He do, he gets pulled into the tunnel, and it's weird because it's like he's gonna kill Babysitter Boy, but then Michael like either sees something in him and is like, "Oh, you have a you had a hard life," or just like you said, possesses him. I, it wasn't clear to me if it was like he was gonna kill him, but then it felt bad for him. Well, it was uh, like he was gonna kill him, and then it showed flashes of the the kid the guy killing the kid and it was almost like yeah. michael was like oh yes another murderer i will <laughs> take you i don't know yeah it's kind of yes yeah. so anyway there it, it starts this weird plot of like this guy kind of being possessed by michael but also being his own person and then him feeding bodies to michael to help michael regain his strength because michael's like an old man who has again someone mentions in a previous holloway movie like the more he kills the stronger he gets which again we complained about in that movie where it's like you're pulling that out of your ass how do you know that <laughs> in this this film they're right it's true the more he kills the stronger he gets and so then it just starts a really annoying storyline of like him being a bad boy and the girl being like, I can fix him. I like him. But this town sucks. And then Lori being like, hey, that boy I introduced to you and wanted you to fall in love with, he's a bad influence. Don't hang out with him. I think he's possessed by Michael. And everyone being like, that's fucking crazy. And I'm like, it is, but she's actually right. But also, I don't believe her either. What a weird <laughs> sentence to say. Um, and then it all culminates in a really lame showdown with michael uh that i found really underwhelming and then they were like they like pin him multiple times uh so he can't run away <laughs> and then they take him to a a meat grinder and the whole town's like yeah let's dump him in the meat grinder and they dump him in the meat grinder which i was like i guess is the best way to dispose of like a supernatural being but again, the film never talks. No one like brings up like, wow, this is crazy. This dude can't die. There's something supernatural here. What's going on? Like no one ever asks any interesting questions. And again, Laurie like kind of gets her ass kicked a lot. Um, there's like a part where she's like, you want me? Come and get me. And then Michael just like totally yeets her across the room and it was like really like kind of sad i was like oh she's a holy for alone <laughs> yeah um Laurie, uh did look like shit at the end of the movie at the end of the fight i was like whoa you have been through it Mm-hmm. yeah so i was glad she survived um so that she could hopefully live some peace i found her daughter really annoying again such a like lame character in addition to the halloween franchise no offense to the actress just i couldn't tell you a single thing about her except that she's a nurse who at once at one point dated a shitty guy in the first film and then dated a shitty cop off screen in the third film um and she's a woman that's all i can tell you she has brown hair that's also what i can tell you there you go that's all the facts i have um and again, just for this yeah. being the last film for this, it's like, that's all we got. That's all we could do. It's too bad. 
Any final thoughts, Abby? Uh, no, I'm okay. That that's the last one. I don't want to. I don't want to watch more. I don't want more either. I, I just want wanted a satisfying ending. Yeah, I'm sorry. Abby's <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also guess I forgot to give my rating earlier. Um, so oh yeah, I didn't ra- give mine either. You can do it What's now. What's your rating? What's your I rating? Give it Abby? a C minus. Okay. Yeah. It's I gave it an F. Um I want <laughs> wow. I want I wanted to give it an F minus, but I was like, it's not as bad as Resident Evil. So <laughs> it was it was a coherent movie. Yeah. 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 All right, folks, so we're, we're done talking about Halloween ends. Thank What's goodness. Next. We're talking about Pearl. Um Pearl. the sequel slash prequel to x which is also a film that we covered here on the night shift um this film like x was directed by ty west it was also written by ty west but also mia goth um, who also served as a producer this time speaking of mia goth this film like x also stars her uh unlike x this film stars david corn sweat which to me i just read as corn sweat which i think is pretty sweet yeah um Emma Jenkins Puro, Tandy Wright, and Matthew Sunderland. Um, yeah, Abby, tell us what is X about? Well, or, sorry, X is um, about porn. Is... But yeah, I'm sorry. What's Pearl about? <laughs> porn. Porn. <laughs> um, Pearl is about a country girl who dreams of leaving her life on the farm to dance and be a star um for now she is stuck at home taking care of her father who is essentially paralyzed from the spanish flu i believe and her overbearing mother what could go wrong (laughs) it's a story of redemption and healing (laughs) kind of yeah yeah um yeah so I was really excited for this film. Um, it was funny because I had very mixed feelings on X. You can listen to that review and, and hear why. But ultimately, Abby and I b- both liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I think Abby liked it more than I did. But I was just, again, I, I thought it was a little bit too thirsty at times. But I also recognized that that's what it's about. And so thirst is going to thirst, baby. But I still, I love just what these films are doing in terms of playing with um certain filmmaking stylistic choices and paying homage to classic films. So again, um, X being very much like Texas Chainsaw inspired, having that seventies grit to it. Whereas this, uh, is feels like a, you know, a very dark version of the wizard of Oz, the just super saturated and with like heavy psycho influences in my opinion. Um, so Abby, what did you think about Pearl? Oh boy. Um, so you mentioned Mia Goth and she was in X as well. She did a really good job in X. Um, but in Pearl, I thought that she was phenomenal. She killed it. Um, she did such a good time to- good job, and I had a good time. Um see you know, something about me, I'm just this is not really in a coherent order at all. But um Something about I can't me judge at all. <laughs> is that I love alligators in horror movies. Yeah. And we got 
alligator and they made me happy um give me more gators mm-hmm. and this film was really well made and looked really nice and had a relatively small budget um and i think it was really impressive just i enjoyed it it was a good movie um to go right into my cons so the like spurring factor of this movie is that pearl wants to be a star and wants to be a dancer and there just like isn't really any depth to that at all that's it she just wants to be a dancer um and i just wish that they had given us a little bit more to go off of there as far as just understanding the characters um and this movie was targeted at a very strange audience i think there without getting into any spoilers there this movie didn't have much going for it honestly in my opinion um unless you watched x and liked x i don't know why you would go see pearl it was just about a country girl who is murderous. Um, and I mean, I guess if you want to, if that's all you want, then like, okay. But as a prequel to X, it was interesting. Aside from that, it was just kind of weird um, <laughs> <laughs> as a concept. Uh, like I said, I did enjoy it, but I just... um. I don't know who it was for. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I'm with you. I love um, alligators. And so that was something I loved about X. And so here I was glad to get more alligator. There's a great moment with the alligator in the, in the main title card that made me laugh and cheer. And I was just like, this is an amazing frame um, of film. Uh, Mia Goth. God damn. So good. Um, and just shows how biased people are against horror, because I feel like if this was not a horror film and more widely, um, you know, distributed and, um, kind of in the cultural zeitgeist, you know, I think it, it could totally be valid for like a best, um, actress nomination. Cause I thought she was just absolutely phenomenal, uh, I, there's just, there's like a six to seven minute monologue that she has in this movie. And I was like, holy crap, it's still going. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's still going. Like I just kept realizing it's still going. And I was getting stressed on behalf of the filmmakers. Like imagine the director being like, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Like we're so close. Like, um, she was really good. She made me laugh. Um, there's a great moment in this film where she, uh, her husband's away at war and, She's uh dancing with uh she she meets another cute boy and then afterwards she goes into the field uh chasing something that she lost and she finds a scarecrow and then she's holding the scarecrow and then on the scarecrow's face she sees the boy that she just met uh looking at her and she <laughs> drops it and screams I have a husband <laughs> and uh, what she proceeds to do afterwards, we'll talk about it in the spoiler <laughs> section. But, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, Pearl's a fascinating character. To answer your question, Abby, when you said, who is this film for? I totally get that critique. 
because it's definitely not, I don't think it would be as enjoyable if you haven't seen X, but it, it doesn't mean that you need to see X. You could totally watch it without. Oh, but absolutely. I think that this is, for, in terms of who it's for, I think it's, I think it's a character study. So I think you have to be willing to watch a film that doesn't really have like a very deep story. It's more just ex an examination of this character that Mia Goth and Ty West has crafted and just seeing how she seen all her multitudes uh, to quote Walt Whitman. Cause again, she's a very complicated character. I definitely felt sympathy for her. I I think the film makes her really you root for her, but then you also find her scary. And I love that. I love that I was like scared of her where she's she's loco. She's bananas. And there's there's really funny moments in the film where other characters finally realize this. And you can see it on their face where they're like, oh fuck. This girl's gonna murder me. <laughs> and there's an amazing sequence too of uh there's just some really funny horror sequences, dark horror sequences. And there's one where the characters are walking away and they're kind of like, phew. But then they see Pearl walking after them and they're like, oh, hmm. And then <laughs> you see an axe and they're like, well, surely she's not gonna. Nope, she's going towards the axe. Okay, I'm walking faster. Okay, now, oh, yep, she's grabbing it. Oh, I'm running. And it's all in one shot. And it just was, like, really funny, but also horrifying. Like, it was, like, I was like, that is so scary. Because, uh, of course, like, as a person, you're like, well, surely they're not going to try to murder me because of this thing. Oh, they are. Oh, I'm running. Oh, like, yeah. Anyway, there are just lots of moments that, with horror like lots of <laughs> there there's some animal violence in this and i feel bad for laughing but like between this and the lighthouse like people really hate birds and i guess <laughs> it's timely because of uh, us watching the birds that we're wanting to get revenge on them for all their their years of horror against us filmmakers are striking back and uh <laughs> again really funny moments like this poor goose didn't deserve what it got but um i did laugh um so um but yeah i don't think i really want to watch this movie again um i i really enjoyed it um but i'm not i didn't like leave it going oh my gosh that was like the best thing i ever saw i just left it going wow that was i i enjoyed spending time in this world but I'm also not upset that I have to leave. I think the worst critique I have is that it's a bit too long, even for a relatively short movie, an hour and 42 minutes-ish. I thought there were some parts where I was like, eh, I, let's let's speed this up a little bit. And it's not too complicated. You know, it, w once it starts, it kind of goes where you think it's going to go. Characters are different than I expected. Some characters I had assumptions about who ended up to being different than what I thought. But besides that, I wouldn't say there's too many surprises. But man, there's just a lot of there's a lot of love poured into this. Again, the Technicolor look, it opens the same way that X does in terms of starting with a four by five frame before expanding into widescreen. Um there was there was a lot of love put into it, and you're totally right, Abby. They really use their low budget well. It doesn't feel like a low budget movie until you think about, oh, there's only this many actors and it's kind of limited to this area, but it looks great. It sounds great. And um, 
yeah, I had a good time, but I I wouldn't necessarily, yeah, to your point, recommend it to anyone. So Yeah. 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 I think you gotta be pretty thirsty for horror and or have already watched X to to want to check out this movie. Or if you're an actor and you're just wanting to steady a crazy performance. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I completely agree with that. Cool. Well, on that note, what did you give this film, Abby? I gave it a C. Wait, what did you give Halloween ends? A C minus. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I gave this a B. I found nice. it quite pleasant. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Um, let's. Are there any spoilers you want to discuss for this? Um, I mean the one. Oh, just a little bit. Um. Okay, so listener, get your ass out of here. We're going to talk quick. Pearl spoilers, and then <laughs> you know what to do. All right, go ahead, Abby. Uh, I think that one of my main problems with this film is that Pearl's character clearly has a mental disability of some sort, um, and it really just feels like we're watching someone with an untreated mental illness like unravel. And it's very sad, um, which doesn't make it a bad movie. But I do think that a lot of times horror makes mental illness the um, uh, what's the opposite of a victim? I don't know. The uh, an antagonist, the the killer is someone who has this mental illness and that's why they are the way they are, um, which is definitely something that you can do and like is normal in horror movies but it's just uh it's not something that i love and that i i always like to point out of like maybe we should do that less i don't know um yeah, yeah. just a a thought and also this is a very different note but i loved the reveal that pearl is not a good dancer <laughs> it was I spent the whole movie wondering. I wonder if she's actually a good dancer because you don't really get to see it um until the pretty much the very end. And it's like, oh ooh, bummer. She's not very good. It's not like terrible, but she's not good. And that was fun. <laughs> I I I didn't really take it as her not being good, but I guess that's a interesting point because i'm thinking about now and i think i was just like so caught up in like the grandeur of it of how she viewed it in her mind mm -hmm. but I'll, i think i also was like this is old timey dancing so i don't know how it's supposed to look like but that's interesting um that you took it that way i because now i'm thinking oh was the film trying to tell us like she kind of sucks at dancing which is obviously ironic and funny um and i like that so food yeah. for thought and for me also tragic yeah you know just like to have a dream of like this is all i want to do but that's just not what you're good at and yeah. you're like unfortunately you're not going to be successful at it 
Yeah. yeah. And then followed by her just not taking it well. <laughs> no, like, she didn't take it well. No, poor honey. She like again, just like the worst. Like you just have to listen to her like cry for like yeah. five minutes. And of course, before that, like it's all the the emotions of loss. Like it's just disbelief and that she's like sad and that she gets angry. And then like you the girl who's trying to get her off stage is like, Okay, come on now, it's time to go. And she's like, No, like all the snot that ever existed and then yeah it just cuts to her outside just like weeping and you're just like oof i feel bad but also she's killed people already so not that bad but um yeah i think there i've been thinking about this a lot abby um because i've been thinking about other kind of topics and things to introduce to the night shift and i've kind of come to the conclusion that there's a need for two new types of shows that we'll do at different points because obviously we have Ooh. bag of horror we have the normal movie reviews and then we have the classics reviews and then we have the uh the like b movie old films we do with chris so through our discussions there's been um two that have popped up and also i'm sorry for all the listeners who don't get to hear this because they're trying to skip the spoiler section but we're also not done with spoilers so again if you watch pearl you get a goodie you get a pearl um oh oh it's perfect um but uh the two things i think we need to add are a i haven't said on this title yet but one is it would be called curiosities because there's a lot of films that like aren't classics per se but i just like am interested in for a very particular reason and i think it'd be fun so for example like um and this is not a great example but it's like there's a horror movie that I saw a trailer for when I was very young. It played before the movie Deja Vu with Denzel Washington. (laughs) And I saw the trailer for it and it scared the shit out of me. And it just instilled a very specific feeling in me to where when I went home, I felt like existential despair and also fear. And I had a hard time falling asleep, but I just kept thinking about it. I was equally fascinated, but equally terrified. And it just kind of like buried itself in my mind. And I forgot about it because again, I couldn't watch it. I wasn't allowed to, uh, didn't really want to either. And I just remember, I, I kind of remember this film every couple of years and I always go, what was the name of it? And I have to do research and go films that came out a year or a year after or before deja vu that's the only way i can ever figure it out because i'm like if i saw the trailer that means it was coming out but it was in ecuador so it could have already come out and then eventually mm-hmm. i discover it It has a and i know details about it so i'll google that as well i know that the the killer has a ski mask and a knife and the premise is that um people try to create their own urban legend their own serial killer and then Ooh. someone starts actually killing as that thing. Anyway, I forget the title. I do finally <laughs> have it in my IMDb watch list. I finally was like, I need to stop forgetting this. But I want to watch it because I know nothing about it. And it has a very specific memory to me. And I think it'd be fun to cover to like finally, you know, see this film that has a very specific thing to me. And there's other films that, again, aren't classics that I've just have been curious about like ghost ship i don't think anyone thinks ghost ship is a classic but it has a very 
famous opening. I'm like, I've always wanted to watch Ghost Ship, and I just think it'd be fun to like the classic films that I watch with Leah, just to grab friends and be like, hey, I want to watch this movie for X reason. I don't know anything about it. Let's watch it. And then talk about it because it doesn't really have a reason to be discussed otherwise. But my horror fan is interested for a specific reason. So that's the long winded reason for the curiosities segment. Love it. The other one is, and you'll finally see where I'm going with all of this. The other one is I think there needs to be just like general discussion episodes um about certain topics because most recently on halloween leah brought up she was like she's like this movie's good and this reason's bad and this reason she's like but i'm also like already having not watched that many horror films i'm kind of like wondering is it just a bunch of violence against women is this just what it is and i was like you know horror and violence against women have a very specific history and i was like we can talk about it now a little bit but it requires more it requires a fuller discussion and so you bringing up the mental health aspect i'm like it's funny that you say that because i just watched a video essay on that and that mm. itself is its own discussion which is horror uh you know in its use of betraying folks with mental health uh even you know uh what some would call uh you know i'm trying to think of the right word but like there like there's a film basically where like or i guess i guess it itself is a trope but like transgender or cross-dressing being also like paired a lot with serial yes. killers and stuff and so i think there's really interesting discussions that would be fun to have and so you bring up the mental health aspect i was like yeah i want to talk about that more but again it's like it's not here that we have that full discussion but i want right. to have it and so anyway yeah. i like that i think that's great and especially because i usually don't plan i don't know those things aren't like oh and now i'm going to talk about how i feel about mental health or something it's like oh by the way i noticed this i'm not i'm not prepared to have a whole yes discussion <clears throat> on it i don't have like exactly. sources or any deep thoughts other than like, Hey, I noticed this, mm -hmm. which is like very much like the violence against women. Like, yeah, that's a, definitely a thing. Yeah. So I think so, that's great. Yeah. So I think it would be fun to revisit this, um, conversation more in the future. And I'm not saying that to put down what you're saying. I'm just like, Oh yeah, let's add mm -hmm. that to the list. That's a good thing to talk about more in the future. Absolutely. Um, on that note though, just my quick, uh, one thought on that in relation to what you said, the reason it didn't bother me here is because I didn't feel like the film was putting Pearl in a specific category of a obvious mental health issue being like, oh, she clearly has schizophrenia or she clearly has DID or she clearly has. I felt the film was more saying, oh, no, Pearl has um the the stereotypes of a serial killer uh, and obviously serial killers suffer from mental health um, issues, but they're not, they're not like serial killers because they have anxiety. It's like, they've got a lot of other stuff going on. It's like a serial killer. The people who have become serial killers in real life, they're like a cocktail of trauma. Um, and so Pearl, I viewed it more of just being like, this is the origin story for a serial killer in this time period which we don't necessarily see a lot 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is kind of like again, it's a character study of a wizard of a Wizard of Oz Technicolor country <laughs> girl who becomes the classic killer that we see in X. And so I didn't feel offended, um, you know, of being like, oh, this film is exploited. And I'm not saying that you were. I just mean that right, right, right. if people felt that way. I would understand it. I wouldn't be like, you're stupid. I would just like, for me, I was like, Oh, I think that this is more just about like, you know, crafting a iconic serial killer horror character. Um, And again, it felt very much like psycho because it felt the same way of like girl out in the boonies oppressed, um, similar to how Norman Bates, it's like, it's just him and his mom. And so it's, it's just Pearl and her mom and uh you know too much intimacy with certain things not enough with other ways she's horny she's so horny and that's what we missed (laughs) that was the big thing we needed to talk about pearl fucks a scarecrow it's incredible it kind of hurt me if that makes sense because i was like hay is not soft and so her rubbing up against that thing kind of made my junk hurt but yeah well she liked it yeah she did (laughs) (laughs) Any other spoilers for Pearl, Abby? Um, Only that at the very end of the credit scene, you see that they are coming out with at least one more. They are cranking these puppies out, and I'm not mad about it. I'm excited to see Mia Goth again. Same here. Yeah, the third one being Maxine, but with three X's. And so it sounds like we'll be picking back up with the character from X, but this time in the 80s or 90s, which will be cool. Mm-hmm. I hope More there porn. better be an alligator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the last thing I forgot to say is that um, I love the credits for this, which is just <laughs> M- Mia Goth smiling crazily and just holding it for a really long time until she starts like crying again. Just amazing like performance of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so good. So unsettling. Again, 10 points to Mia Goth. So good. <laughs> My horror queen. Um, All right. All right. Welcome back, people who skipped for spoilers. We're here talking now about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. This is from 2022 as well. Um, This was directed by... And all these names are hard, so just give Papa a break. Like Every single one I don't know how to pronounce. Uh, Directed by Helena Range. This is R-E-I-J-N. Um, it was written by Sarah DeLapp, <laughs> and it is based on a story by Kristen Rupenian, <laughs> R-O-U-P-E-N-I-A-N. So there you go. Um, this film stars Maria Bak- Baklova. You may recognize her most recently from Borat 2. It also stars Amandla Stenberg, um, who you might recognize from Hunger Games. Rachel Sennett, I wrote IDK, so I don't know what else she's been in. Uh, Chase Sue Wonders, I also wrote IDK. Pete <laughs> Davison, you might recognize from all the women he's dated. <laughs> um, Maiha La Harold, you might recognize from Industry or Modern Love. And then finally, Lee Pace, you may recognize from the wonderful show Pushing Daisies or the not-so-wonderful The Hobbit films. Um, I love pushing daisies. Oh, you love pushing daisies too. I love it. Yeah. I don't think that we could get away with talking about pushing daisies on the night shift <laughs> as a horror show, but it's goddamn it, this is our show. We could do whatever we want. <laughs> 
It's so good. So good. Um, Noah always gets mad at me because I'll incorrectly call it pushing up daisies. And he's like, it's not called pushing up daisies. It's pushing daisies. <laughs> Get it right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Abby, what is uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies about? Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is about a group of friends who know each other from high school, I believe, who are reuniting for a hurricane party. Um, yes, it's privilege. They're going to hang out in a mansion <laughs> during a hurricane. Uh, so that's what they do. They party in the mansion. Um, they play Bodies, 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 also known as Mafia or Werewolf. Um, and then people start dying. In real life, not the game. <laughs> People start dying in the game they play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a Agatha Christie type whodunit, um, but with a contemporary, very contemporary characters, um, which we'll find out if that's good or bad. Abby, what'd you think about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was a pretty fun ride in my opinion um the acting was great the relationships between the characters were very compelling to me um they wove a very intricate web of conflict and friendship um a lot of tension the film looked really great um and had a really small set it all took place within the house um which was good i never got bored with that um this movie was really funny at times made me laugh um but moving over to cons it was an absolute shit show at the same time um there was just a lot of characters screaming at each other for very extended periods of time which is not so fun to watch um and they built a very wonderful intricate web of relationships and then didn't do a whole lot with it in a way that I wish that they had. Um, so it like definitely had things going for it. Didn't have the follow through that I wanted in some ways, but overall I enjoyed watching it. Well said, mi amiga. Thank you. Uh, bodies, bodies, bodies is filmed so well. Uh, I agree a hundred percent. It looks so good. Um, just really beautiful and um the 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 mansion and the the hurricane it's like you buy everything like you buy that this place is just windy and wet and the mansion's really large and interesting and the lighting's very impressive and i guess doing some brief research that um each actor had to basically light themselves uh they had to be very intentional with how they held their phones so they would be seen <laughs> cuz the Otherwise, it would just be darkness. And that's what was kind of interesting is that it's like in real life, they're trying to sneak around. You would like not point your light right at your face. But to be able to see the characters with how they lit it, they had to, to they had to do that. And I guess all the lighting for each character, too, was intentional with their character. So hmm. I read some of the descriptions. Some of them I was like, that seems like a stretch. I don't really get that, but OK. <laughs> um because like one's like this person carries lights on their hip, which means that they're they get business done and they're active, they're proactive. And I was like, is that what the hip represents? I don't really understand. But that's what my hips represent. And hips from Abby don't lie. So, mm -mm. um, yes, very beautiful movie. Um, and I don't know. 
I I feel bad because I feel like an old man. It's just I don't like these types of movies. And what I mean by that is just really shitty people being shitty. It just gets really old for me. And I I I say I feel bad because that's what the film's going for. So I don't really feel like I can critique it. All I can just say is that it's not for me. Um, but it just like, I didn't like anyone here. They're all terrible. I'm not interested in their drama. And so I'm just kind of like waiting for someone to die because that's interesting. Because again, everything that comes out of their mouth is just like Gen Z, the worst garbage that Gen Z has to offer is what, or again, like later millennials, you could argue too. It's just the worst stereotypes of both of those groups being incarnate in these characters and again i get it that's the point there's a lot of commentary here like abby said (laughs) the most privilege ever put on screen of just like oh a hurricane that's like destroying people let's have a party and like oh when it when it's like streaming on the the television when there's like a news channel covering they're like oh this is sad let's turn it off (laughs) it's like you assholes so and there's moments in the film where it works for me. There's moments where like their assholery is really funny. It's just the problem is, is that it just that's the whole movie. No one changes. There's again, I I didn't care about like a friendship surviving. I didn't care about a relationship surviving because most of the film is put through the view of uh maria bakalova's character and the context is kind of that she is um meeting her girlfriend's friends all for the first time uh and so again she's coming into this social situation where she doesn't know lots of people she also i forget which where she's from in the context of the film but she doesn't speak as much english as everyone she's shy she has her own history and past and stuff and but I just found her not a compelling, and it's even weird to call her the protagonist because, you know, a lot of the film is mainly everyone together, but she's kind of who we align with the most or spend time with the most, and I just didn't really care. Um, so I don't know. I think that this is a case where it's just Kyle Stuck preference, and I just have yet to see a horror movie. I would like to see the opposite of this where it's like, let's have it for once a group of friends that are actually friends and you understand why they're friends and you like that they're friends and you like being with them. And then when they can still do and say shitty things, but they can be a little likable. Whereas again, here I just was like, all of these people are trash and I hate spending time with them, even though they're fictional characters, which again is a testament to the actors who are doing a great job uh, being this way. I don't know, Abby. I'm sorry. I'm a grumpy old man. (laughs) Don't be sorry. Okay. Do you have anything else to say about it? Mm, No. Okay. I will say this. I was proud. I called the twist. Um, You did? Nice. I did. And I again, I, I, that's not a knock against the film. I, I was hoping that it was going to do what it did. And when it did, I was like, that's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> and it was, was great commentary. So on that note, let's give our ratings and then we can reveal that in the spoiler section. Perfect. Uh, what did you give it? 
I gave it a C minus. Okay. I gave it a B minus. Okay. Different strokes for different folks, y'all. Mm-hmm. No, don't acu- accuse Abby and I of always being on the same page. We're individuals. We are not. We fight. <laughs> That's right. We're fighting right now. I'm so mad. <laughs> bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, uh, all right. Okay. So if you don't want to know about bodies, 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 get your little body out of here and come back for the last film, Barbarian, in a little bit. But if you're still here... We're going to talk spoilers. So, Abby, reveal the twist of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, so good. Um, So, the, in the beginning of the movie, Pete Davidson's, character's char- uh, Pete Davidson's character is found outside with his throat slit. And this kind of instigates the like investigation of who's the killer and people start dying um, for various reasons. Uh, turns out they were all accidents, and Pete Davidson killed himself on accident trying to um, saber a champagne bottle with a sword and cut himself with the sword and died and happened to be um, recording it for a TikTok. So that's how we found <laughs> out later. Yes, which was funny because um, Lee Pace's character does it, and everyone thinks it's super cool. And Pete Davidson's not impressed with it. And so then the fact that then he goes off by himself to practice this and do a TikTok and then accidentally cuts his throat um, is very funny. And I guess Lee Pace was nervous about doing that in the movie because he does it mm-hmm. successfully. And so he he admitted that he practiced by himself using his sword from The Hobbit, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> he didn't want to embarrass himself. Yeah. But yeah, very fun twist. Um, but again, like all the character reveals, like I just was like, you all are terrible because you find out the main girl that her girlfriend again like cheated on her like that day or maybe the day before with <laughs> right. another girl. Like everyone's at the party. So th- yeah, and everyone's so thirsty in this movie. And again, like she's like, oh, me and Pete Davidson are best friends, and I was like, how and why and. This girl's just dating Lee Pace, who's like 30 or 40 years old, like 20 years older than her. I love I did love the joke that she's like, he's a vet. And that's what makes them all think that he has like PTSD and is like dangerous. But he's like a veterinarian. (laughs) That was pretty funny. Oh, my gosh. It was wild, though, watching this movie the first time around. um, I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Like it was really rough watching like what you're describing the characters are all awful people and that's like just getting through it but like overall i felt like the punchline at the end was worth it it was just it made me laugh um it was all just such a big setup that being said i did re-watch this um i don't know a little while back for recording for this and i hated it second time through it was terrible and it was like not terrible that's an over exaggeration but um it sucked and i agree that the first time around i thought that the girlfriend being brought into the group was kind of the protagonist but i changed my mind second time around and i decided that she is the antagonist and that none of this would have happened if she were not there um just because i think this friend group was so used to its own dysfunction 
that when like things started happening, they would start working it out. And then the girlfriend would insert herself into the situation to try to defend someone or try to like, I don't know, do something. And then she would kill somebody out of like, quote, self-defense. And it's like, none of this would have happened if you were here. You suck. Everyone else sucks too, <laughs> but you're the one killing people. Yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. I won't watch this movie again, but if I did, I would think about it from that perspective, Abby. So, yeah. I also didn't like, and just roll with me on this because you may be tempted to accuse me of something right away. But I didn't like how the film starts off with her and her girlfriend just making out. Um, and again, I don't. I'm not bothered that it's two women making out. So don't come at me with that. I just was like, <laughs> why? It's just like a solid like. It's like a. We see a lot of tongues. It's a lot, and it's sloppy. I think it's the sound design. It's like bad ASMR. It just was like. <laughs> oh. I oh, hated no. it. Yeah, I hated it, and like they do it a lot throughout the movie because there's like as soon as they get their own room, they're just making out again and then pete davison is like hey hello hello please i would like to talk to you guys and he's like and i was like stop i hate it again regard like i don't care who you kiss but just like don't do it in front of me loudly please please god um i will also say there was a joke about podcasts in the movie that made me <laughs> laugh because one girl hosts a podcast and they like like when they're all arguing and stuff they're like all you fucking do is like or they 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 uh reveal that one girl hate listens to her podcast and she's like a podcast is a lot of work you have to like schedule time with the guests and you have to like you know press record it's like a lie and i, I felt seen <laughs> I was like, it is. It is a lot. You get it. <laughs> so shout out to that character. Um, anything else about Bodies, 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 Abby? Uh, no, I don't think so. Anything else for you? Nope. Let's move on. All right. Welcome back, listeners, to our final film, Barbarian. Uh, this was directed by Zach Krieger. It was also written by Zach Krieger, or Krieger, again, I'm not sure, I'm just a man, and stars Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, and Justin Long. Uh, Georgina, I do not know much about, but Bill Skarsgård is, in regards to the horror community, you may know him from playing Pennywise in the It films. Uh, and then just along, you have seen him before and just uh, <laughs> you've seen him before in Justin Creepers, uh, Jeepers Creepers, <laughs> um, along with Tusk. I mean, he's I mean, he's a fa pretty famous actor, but in regards to horror movies, those are the quick ones that I can think of. But um, Abby, what is Barbarian about? And again, let's say the least amount possible, because mm -hmm. this film, I think, is the best when you oh. go in blind. No spoilers for me. You know how I am. Um, <laughs> so Barbarian is a film about a woman who is staying at an Airbnb. Um, but when she gets there, she finds that someone is already staying there. And that's pretty creepy in itself. So what's she going to do? What's going to happen? You'll just have to wait and see. You have to find out, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Abby, what did you like about, or I guess just tell me everything you thought about Barbarian. Good and yeah, bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll keep it short. 
but Barbarian was so much fun. This was a blast. I knew nothing about this movie going in. Um, thought it sounded pretty dumb. And <laughs> I was just like giggling the whole time. And it's so fun. So funny. No, not so funny. It is funny. It's also a horror movie, though. So don't get crazy. Um, <laughs> it's just a very unexpected movie all around. Um, cons. There are some elements that I could have used a little more backstory personally, but I'm also not going to complain about it because I, uh, you know, I got enough. Um, there are some really annoying tropes in it that show up. Um, there's the trope of the cops being useless, which I'm not going to say anything about how I feel about cops, but in a <laughs> horror movie, it's like, okay, we get it. Um and then also there's the trope of the character who shows up to explain what's happening. And they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. This is the history of the situation. If you didn't know, and it's like, okay, could you have come up with maybe a more creative way to tell us that? That being said, this film by no means lacks creativity. So I'm not really going to complain about that either. Yeah. You go, Kyle. Wonderful. I will. Thank you, Abby. Um, yeah, this film, I, I was telling Abby a little bit about this before we um, hopped on uh, for a call because she asked me what I did for Halloween. And for Halloween, I watched this movie, baby. I was by myself in the dark. I was finally alone, and that was what Kyle Stuke wanted, and all I wanted was the company of Barbarian, and I got it, and Barbarian was a good lover to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, it's I, I really liked all the acting. was really great, and again, Georgina Campbell, I was like, man, where have you been? You're great. I like you. Please do more things. Um, so I'm a fan of hers now and if, i always like bill skarsgård i always like justin long um i've never been like obsessed with justin long like some people are like america's sweetheart and i'm like yeah <laughs> he's fine this movie though i was like you're my king i love you he's so funny <laughs> in this movie um and you know it's not a it's not necessarily a brave performance, but I did appreciate Justin Long taking it because there's just some things in this that aren't like flattering. A from like what he what he says, and then B what he like does. And so I could see other actors being nervous to be associated with some of these things. But I thought that again he did a great job, and I'm like proud that he took it. And I guess originally this role was offered to Zac Efron, and he was like nah. And I'm like yeah. Yeah, Zach Efron, I can see why you didn't take it because you're a coward. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, I'm glad he didn't take it. Justin Long was perfect. No, Justin Long was much. It was a better fit. I I can't picture anyone else in the role but him. And so, yeah, just really great characters. Again, um, Georgina, I appreciate her her role and how her character was designed. Again, I'll talk about that more in the spoilers. Um, and yeah, again, just the less you know about this film, the better. Go in, go in as blind as you can, but it's it's really fun. Like it's really scary, and it's not scary in the sense that like when you're, and which I mean, I guess I shouldn't say this because 
Um, we all feel differently and I might unintentionally make people feel braver than they should be. But this wasn't a film for me that like when I was going to bed, I was like, oh man, I'm scared to be alone now. I slept fine. I always sleep fine. So that's why I'm guess like, I actually don't know if I should say this, but like in the moment I was grabbing my pillow and I was kicking my, my little legs and I was like, ah! like, again, I just... I was so shocked by what I was seeing. I was, it was just, it was again, like a lot of times people ask me why I like horror. I'll give very deep, hopefully meaningful answers, but this is the, this is the example of a roller coaster. This is an example where I'm like, I want something that takes me on a ride and barbarian took me on a ride. I saw things. I heard things. I experienced things. It was just, it was so fun. Um, for negatives. I agree with you. There's the exposition dump. And I honestly felt like I felt like the film needed one last oomph. I felt like the ending was good, but it needed one last fun beat. And it just kind of was like the end. And it wasn't satisfying. On paper, it's satisfying, but it needed one last gag or line or moment. And it just felt it fell a little flat. Um, but again, that's a minor critique. Um, there are, you could, you could critique some of the decisions made by characters in this. I think Hmm. it's arguable. And so I will say it didn't bother me. I felt fine with why characters did certain things, but I think a case could be made so we can talk about that in spoilers, but yeah, watch barbarian. It's on HBO max. It's so good. I love it. I want more Zach Krager. Give me more. (laughs) <laughs> and and Zach Efron, you're a coward. No, just, just but just joking, a Zach. note. Barbarian is a terrible name. Should have been something different. Oh, interesting. Okay, we could talk yeah. about that in the spoilers. Okay. Um, <laughs> what did you give, uh, Barbarian, Abby? I gave it an A. What did you give it? I also gave it an A. Yay! Which makes it a battery. It's a double A, baby. Ha ha. <laughs> It's not a car service. It's not my car service, though, which is AAA. Um, We would need another person here for that. So if you don't want to know anything about Barbarian, which if you haven't seen it, I think you should. So get out of here for real. Carly? Carly, I know your man's seen it. Have you seen it? Slash, I know know the answer to that. You haven't because you're scared easily, and that's okay. You haven't seen Coraline. We're going to get you to see Coraline. Also, for everyone who's new here and doesn't know who Carly is, she's our editor. I'm not talking to a ghost or anything. Although, maybe there is a ghost named Carly that also happens to live in my house. We will find out. I do not know. But please go watch Barbarian if you haven't seen it yet. And then come back and listen to the spoiler reviews. But if you really are just too scared or you don't care, stick around. We're going to talk spoilers. Abby, spoilers. Um, We just got to address it right off the way. Giant naked woman. In the cellar. So scary. (laughs) (laughs) So scary. She's terrifying. Dude, you and she, like, again, I was so interested. So, again, just to recap, in case you, you know, took two hours off, watched the movie, came back, and are listening to this, or if you just haven't seen. So, our main characters discover that there are hidden rooms in the Airbnb. The film plays on your expectations, making you go, is Bill Skarsgård bad? Who He's the one who's in the Airbnb. They've been double booked. And so the film's kind of playing with you, going, is he a sketchy guy? Is he creepy? Turns out, no. I mean, 
he says some weird stuff, but he's overall a nice guy. <laughs> and they discover a very creepy room in the basement. And then after that, if that room wasn't creepy enough, they discover creepy stairs that go even further down. Bill Skarsgård is taken by something. Our main character being a good person, she goes to investigate. Maybe he's slipped. Maybe he needs insulin. Maybe, I don't know. You know, he he needs something. She goes down there. She finds him. He's scared. He's panicked. He's like, something bit me. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) And then... They're talking, and over his shoulder, you just see a giant naked woman, cave woman thing grab him and <laughs> smash his face against the wall, and it explodes in gore. You're screaming. She's screaming. And then it cuts to Justin Long in a car, and the rest <laughs> of the story begins. Abby. Oh, my so gosh. Good. <clears throat> I loved it. I, I think my favorite thing about this movie is the meat cute of this girl arrives at the airbnb there's a man there he's kind of cute but also obviously he's a killer um so he's honestly doing all of the everything right um and i have this internal conflict of this guy is creepy and overbearing or he is adorably awkward and i can't decide (laughs) which and honestly, it is not until the moment when his head is being bashed into the wall that I'm like, oh, okay, so he was good. Yeah, like, oh, sorry, dude. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's so well done. I loved it. Yeah. The, the director said, so he, the way that the script started was that he read Gavin De Becker's book called The Gift of Fear uh, which in that it encourages women to trust their institutions when confronted by obviously dangerous men. Um, and so it's kind of like there's these warning signs that when men say stuff that women should listen to, basically this book is arguing hmm. that sixth sense. It's like, it's real and you don't need to worry about being rude. You don't need to, you know, you should listen to it. And so anyway, he read this book and so he used it as a writing exercise and began crafting a 30-minute short that consisted entirely of a conversation in which a woman continues to ignore the mounting series of red flags that she gets from a guy. And so anyway, he was writing this, and he was like, man, that was a really fun exercise, but also, I really want to see where this goes. Where does this go? And his answer was a giant naked old woman. (laughs) And I love that. And again, I love then how it, it cuts from that to Justin Long. We're like just in the middle of like ultimate horror. And then we just go outside to the sunny sunshine world. Justin Long is singing a happy song. And then basically we find out that he's been accused of sexual misconduct and not just misconduct. He's accused of rape. And you're like, Oh, what does this have to do with whatever? And he is being very dismissive he is, and again, this is what I talk about with a brave performance is that you're like, not sure how to feel about this guy because he's an actor. He's really charming and funny. But then as soon as he's, you know, like um, accused of raping someone, he's like, oh, that bitch. And you're like, well, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's a question that's just peppered throughout the whole film where you're like, did this guy 
do this terrible thing because you're wondering as an audience member, how does this story relate to the giant old woman? And also, why am I spending time with this guy who's potentially a really bad person? And what I think is amazing about the film and about Justin Long's performance is that they answer the question. Justin Long is a bad person who totally did what he is accused of. And yet he is so fun to watch the way that he reacts to stuff. So like everyone else reacts to the the creepy basement and room with horror, whereas Justin Long is like, again, in financial trouble. So he's like, oh, sweet. This is more square footage. And he starts measuring it. <laughs> He is going down the stairs with a tape measure, very excited. And I loved that, Abby. It was so good. Um, I love how long they committed to that bit also. It's like, haha, he's he's measuring the basement. And then he keeps measuring and keeps measuring and keeps measuring. And it was it was honestly really uh smart in that it was funny and it brought the mood up so much and also showed us how extensive these tunnels were um, until he had gone far enough down right into the lair. Well, yeah, and it results in a great horror moment because his his tape measure is stretched out really far and then all, something hits it and brings it shooting back towards him. And you know, you're like, you know that that old woman's down there somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and man so many creepy shots of her there's a shot of her just like slowly walking out of the darkness and it's horrifying it's nightmare fuel so cool um but then again really funny so then he ends up um getting paired up with the girl who has survived and that she's been put into a cage and you realize this old woman you know she wants to kind of play she's called the mother she wants to mother these two people and in a very terrifying but hilarious and gross sequence is she wants him justin long to drink from a from a a baby bottle and he won't do it (laughs) and it's got hair on it too and you're just like oh my god um and he is forced to and um it's disgusting and terrible um yeah. Anyway, uh, I I love how it plays out. I love him just leaning into being a bad person. Um, you don't know again if he's gonna change or whatever. And in the last minute, he reveals himself to still be a shithead. I felt so bad for the homeless guy who, again, was totally the exposition dump that you brought up. But I love how they're like, <laughs> they're like, well how do you know she's not going to get in here? And he goes, shit, I've been here for whatever amount of years. She's never come. And right at that moment, she breaks through the door, rips off his arms and beats him to death with them. And I was like, wow, I am watching this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There, there wasn't a ton of violence in this movie, actually, but the moments that were violent, they like really did it. She rips off this guy's arm, and then she ends up ripping someone's head in half later. It's, mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah, great stuff. I found the origin story very interesting. Um, 
of the dad or the guy who originally owned the house who was a serial killer again very gross very similar to um don't breathe and just like this guy basically like kidnapping women getting them pregnant and then like grossly again like waiting to get then his kids pregnant and then it just is like this like whole mm-hmm. incestuous circle that eventually resulted in this very deformed old woman who is herself she's like the monster but she's not really the antagonist because she's just kind of like this confused force of nature who ultimately wants to be a a mom because that's all she has is this old vhs tape about being a mother that the dad was watching to learn how to do dad stuff because he's a serial killer and not you know a normal person um but you feel even after like how scary she is and everything she's done you feel a moment of sadness when she's holding the main girl uh who she saved by jumping out of the off the tower to grab her which that moment looked kind of weird to me and i didn't really buy like that was kind of like a eh moment but yeah um her holding her and being like, baby. And you're like, oh. And then the girl just like clicks the hammer back on the gun and pow, shoots her. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. I thought it was actually great of, I don't know, a moment of girl power after Justin Long, the woman hater, tried to kill Tess mm-hmm. um, to save himself. Like, monster lady has saved her. And you have a moment of empathy of like, oh, you just want to be a mother. And in that moment, she wants to take Tess, the main character, back to the house. But it's not out of like keeping her for herself. It's like, you just fell off a tower and I need to save you. Um, And I love the moment of when she did fire that gun of like, they're like, no. Oh, wait. No. Yeah, that was a good call. You, That was right. You should do that. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. out of hatred. It's like she doesn't want to go back. And it's a nice character full circle because she mentions in the beginning of the film that she will consistently go back uh, to men that she knows she shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And that's played in well to where, again, she freaking follows the stranger who she does not know. She follows him down into the dungeon, basically, to save him, and then does the same for Justin Long. It's like these two dudes, which, again, Bill Skarsgård was a fine dude, but these two dudes who she does not owe anything to, and for her own safety should not pursue, she does. And then so then finally, in the end, she makes a decision for her own well-being, while also freeing this poor, tortured woman from her existence, which... Yeah, I know you as an audience may be saying, Kyle, are you saying that you're for euthanizing people? Uh, I mean, in this fictional version with monster old women, yeah, for sure. That that girl needed peace. <laughs> um, True. So, um, and yeah, I love Justin Long gets his head crushed in um, Jeepers Creepers style, which again, that must be in his contract that when he dies, he gets his <laughs> eyes gouged out. Um but yeah, he sucks. And I love to how like once he figures out that she's survived, he starts like immediately trying to like control the narrative of like, oh, 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 my God. I'm so sorry. I mean, you slipped. Right? I mean, yeah, you know, you know that I was trying to help. Like, you know, because he's <laughs> he's like, crap, if this girl like makes it, she's going to tell people I pushed her off a water tower. <laughs> um, Yeah. Um. Again, the fact that he's such a despicable person on paper, and yet, again, I enjoyed watching him, I think is pretty amazing from an acting perspective. 
Um, so once again, shout out to Justin Long. But I also, again, want to give shout out to Georgina because I thought that she was a great protagonist. I thought she was the right amount of intelligent, sweet. Again, she just was a good person. Like Even though it was not in her interest to make some of the decisions, and again, people could argue that she was making bad decisions, I thought, man, like she's... She's not being an idiot, but she she has humanity. She's like, if I leave knowing that that person's still there, I couldn't live with myself. And so, of course, as a horror movie viewer, you're going, that's a bad idea. But for me, I'm like, well, if we were in that situation, we're all going to be thinking differently. Because when you're in a horror movie situation, you're not going, I'm in a horror movie. You're going, I'm in real life. And I thought that her and other characters, um, you know did that very well. They, they, they straddled that line of like the movie has to happen. So they have to go into the spooky places. But then also I didn't think she was an idiot. I thought she was pretty smart and pretty capable. Um, and again, I just, I rooted for her. I really liked her. I don't want a sequel with her because I'm like, leave that woman alone, but I also (laughs) would like to see her again. So if they just want to do like a hard pivot and the next movie is just a rom-com of her finding someone that's really nice to her and she lives happily ever after, I'd watch it. I would love that. Cool. Well, Carly, get it trending on Twitter. Um, as, (laughs) as we always ask anything else about, uh, Bart, Oh, I guess, um, why don't you like the title, Abby? Let's talk about that real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, For no specific reason other than that I don't find it to be very descriptive. It's very generic. Um, I saw that a movie called Barbarian came out, and I thought, that sounds dumb. And then I read the description. I'm like, meh, dumb. <laughs> um, so there's just nothing about it that grabs, in Would my opinion. You- no, yeah, yeah. Would you prefer? Because you said it's not very descriptive. So, do you think the title uh, "Harry uh, Harry Nipple, Harry Old Nipple, Harry Nipple, Harry Woman Nipple" is better? <laughs> do you like that um, better, or do you yes. would you prefer "Barbarian"? Oh, okay. I do think it's better. Yeah. Thank you. I worked yeah. really hard on it. Yeah. No um, problem. Now, I, I, I've I've seen people debate the title online. I don't really have a preference because um, I understand when people are like, oh, well, like, men are the barbarians, and that's what the movie's about. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And then our people are like, what? No, it sh- this should be a different title. That's stupid. I go, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have a strong like, opinion. Well, yeah, obviously there are barbarians in the movie, but. Yeah. To each their own. Yes. Uh, any last thoughts on Barbarian slash Harry Woman Nipple? No, that's it. That's all I've got. Anything else for you? Nope, that's also it. Please go watch this movie. I liked it. Go watch it. It was so good. I'll give you my HBO Max password just so that you can watch it. <laughs> also, I'll give that. you my Amazon password because I now own Pearl because the only way I could watch it was to buy it. I couldn't you had rent to it. buy it? I had to buy it for $20, but I love horror and I support uh, it, so I did it. But now I own Pearl digitally forever, which is not something I really was passionate about doing. That's why you got to go to the movies. <laughs> I know. I missed it in theaters. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, listeners, thanks for tuning in to another bag of horror. This one has not been more than two hours, which is magical both for me, <laughs> Abby, you, and Carly. Uh, so congratulations to all of us. 
Um, so sorry for the brain farts towards the beginning of the episode. Somehow I'm mo I'm more oh now I can't. <laughs> oh my god, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to the night shift. Uh, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. I'm definitely gonna try to do some Christmas themed stuff with Leah. Um, with December coming up. And um, I think that's about it. Abby, you're great. Thanks for watching movies with me. Thanks for chatting. Stay safe out there with that crazy weather. And don't go in any basements, I guess. Thanks, Kyle. You too. Enjoy the snow. I will. Bye. Bye.